The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your Illinois Score podcast, week nine of the high school football season. After a few weeks away from the during the week podcasts, we've been doing the reacts, but um, we want to apologize for being away. Life has been busy and all that kind of stuff. We we appreciate the fact that people have been wondering where we're at. That means people are listening. So That's we, great. we appreciate great, that as yeah. well. Um, three of us in, in the uh, booth tonight, Corey Cuffler, um, Brian Stacking, and myself. We got Celia working really hard. And there's there's rumors, guys, that Greg Armstrong could be making his return this Friday night. Interesting. I don't want to. I mean, don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse, but that would be fantastic. Yeah. He needs to return to the podcast too. Yeah, oh, that's I think why he's coming in. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the main thing he wants to do is the reacts podcast at the end. Plus, I I would think that we'd be able to convince him to come in for. Gosh, when we're talking postseason football on a podcast. I can't imagine I, Greg Armstrong not sitting no, right he, next to me. Yeah, he he might even that. do the phone call. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I had a lot to talk about week nine of the high school football season um, on the Illinois side of the river. Um, a lot of teams looking for perfect seasons when you have Sterling, um, Knoxville, Anawan Weathersfield, Morrison. Um, Morrison, Morrison as well. There's a, a handful of teams looking for perfection. That's really cool. Um, some teams that have gotten their way into playoff consideration need big victories to get in. Those teams are at five wins, don't want to mess with having to wait around on Saturday to find things out. They could get a victory to get to six victories. So a lot of things going on um, when it comes to the Illinois side of the river. The high school football playoff show is coming up on Saturday evening. So we won't right. know when we do our reacts on Friday night. Um, who's playing who and all that kind of stuff. We'll have a good idea of maybe who's in and all that kind of stuff as well. So um, let's get right to it, week nine, and we'll start in the Western Big Six where we have a champion, a co-champion at least, with Sterling. They, they got the job done. They're 8-0. They welcome Galesburg to town coming up on this Friday night. They could go 9-0 and in the Western Big Six against a team, no, no disrespect to Galesburg, they should go 9-0 against and they should get the job done. Um, one of the best teams in the state, Stockpile, you're on record as saying you think they're going to win a state championship. Yes, I do. And the reason is is because not only are they exceptionally talented, which they are, they have an um, amazing amount of depth. It, it seems like they lose one guy, and it's the next guy up uh, thing. And that next guy up is just as talented as the guy he's replacing. Like this past weekend, David Tessman, he started the season on the sophomore roster Worked his way onto the varsity roster as a backup, getting snaps at the end of games that were out of hand. They need him to come in because uh, against UT because Ja'Shawn Howard was out. It was in concussion protocol. Noel Aponte got dinged up. Tessman gets in, scores five touchdowns, four in the first half. I mean, amazing. Ninety-eight it, yards rushing. 98, all he had, yeah, but five touchdowns. That's the thing too, and and, I, and this is no disrespect to to him, but. They're so good up front that I think stockpile. You're probably running for, you know, one oh four and a three uh, touchdowns. I don't know about that. I'm no? forty four nowadays, so <laughs> the wheels so don't move as fast. So if you're thirty four, then yes, possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we're the age of Peyton's number, but no. I mean, honestly, though, yes, they've got a great line and they've got a great defense, but the ability to have a player like that, and there were other players in that game who were coming in for players that were being dinged up, 
and doing the same job that they did like in the linebacking core in the secondary. I mean, they've got an amazing amount of depth. Yeah, they do. And so it was, it was Noel Aponte who was out. He had a concussion. Uh, sure. Not sure if he'll be back this week or not. I mean, maybe even smart just to sit him out, yeah. if, just to make sure he's healthy for week one. But Tussman did a great job. This is, this is a team that, man, I say, I, I say it just about every podcast, but you just didn't know what to expect. You know, Coach Slummer said at the beginning of the year, he's like, we're big. Like I just don't know who these guys are and, and how they're gonna, what roles they're going to play. But throughout the year, you've seen the growth of Cooper Willman. He has proven he can lead this team. He, he, I don't want to interrupt you, but he he is leading the Western Big Six in rushing. Right. We talked on our on our preview about how many great backs everybody's got a back with Damian Wilson and Nate Sheets and and Abubakar Barry and all the. I mean, and they are fantastic runners and Kreider down at, at Quincy. The quarterback at Sterling right now is leading the conference in rushing. He also gets it done with his arm as well, but I think he's like four yards ahead of Nate Sheets I saw earlier, earlier yeah. today. So, I mean, that's go ahead, Cuff. I didn't want to interrupt you, but that's just craziness. But the maturity of him from, yeah. from last year to where he was split in time, yeah. and, and honestly, at times in that semifinal game last year, showed his immaturity of being a junior. But this yeah. year, I don't see that out of him. He's very confident. He can throw it, he can run it, and he makes great decisions. That's that's the key right there. Is he he can RPO and make that key to, that key read and make that decision that's either going to spring him for a run or be able to throw it downfield or hand it off. He he knows this offense in and out. And he's doing a great job. Do you get any stats nuggets from from your Sterling peeps? No, I don't. I I, I, I one I the other day all, though because that, that one unless they didn't listen to the reacts is sure is, they haven't lost a conference game. So they have won now uh, fifty. Let me find it here. They're 21, or now 22-0 and 0 in conference games. The last time they lost was in Week 7 against Geneseo in 2014. 2014. So that's five years. I had, I had two kids when last time they <laughs> lost. I've doubled so, my kid intake since the last time they so, lost a conference and, and game. And then the other one was that they are the third highest scoring offense in Class 5A. Wow. Top is Chicago Payton. I think they're just under 400 points. Um, Sacred Heart Griffin is about 340 something, and then uh, Sterling is about 330 well, and something. Can you remember when we 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 early in the season? It was almost like maybe they're not as explosive as they've been, but they're still as good. Or maybe they're as explosive <laughs> as they've been because they're well, third in the team. We say explosive. The, it's just that they're not running off those seventy-yard plays. Yeah, they're grinding. It. They're still putting up fifty yeah. points. Oh, no. I mean, they're, the past couple of weeks they put fifty-three against you, Moline. They put the they put uh, what forty-five or whatever it was against United Township. Yeah. I mean, they're put they're yeah. putting up points. Go ahead, Stock. Cooper Wilman last into the microphone. Cooper Wilman last week had one hundred twenty yards passing a touchdown, one hundred eleven yards rushing a touchdown. It, which is becoming commonplace, over 100 yards of each, in each discipline. And remember, he missed almost the entire Allman game with, with an injury. In, yeah, with injury. An injury. Yeah, he, he got injured, and it set out most of that game due to an injury, and he's still leading the conference in rushing? My goodness. So it's Galesburg at Sterling, most likely wrapping up a 9-0 and um, Western Big Six, which is it's very impressive to come into this conference, to come to the Western Big Six and do what they've done. I don't. I mean, what's their closest game stack for Sterling in in Western Big Six play? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I've got it right here. I don't think it was probably Rocky, maybe. And that was three scores. Quincy, Quincy, thirty-three twenty. And, and the thing is, that was nothing. That was thirty exactly. I mean, but think about that. They've beaten every Western Big Six by at least two touchdowns. Yeah. And here's the thing with Galesburg. Galesburg last week went up to Allman, lost twenty-seven fourteen. It was thirteen seven. In the third quarter, they fumbled, lost the ball, and lost uh, lost momentum. 
Galesburg will give them a superior effort, but I think Sterling yeah. wins. I yeah. mean, Galesburg. That's and one Galesburg, thing. And that's one thing we'll touch on Galesburg because they've gotten. There's two programs in this in this in this league that's gotten better throughout the year that the the numbers don't show it. But Galesburg's done a really good job. Excited to see what um, Grant right Grant Grant, Grant Aiton yep. um, ends up doing as a as a quarterback in the future. Would have loved to see how his brother finished his senior career. That's unfortunate. Right. But um, and then uh, United Township they they're, they're getting better. The yeah, numbers don't show it, but they've made big strides going forward. Go Real ahead, quickly on Sterling, uh, scoring leaders for Sterling. They're the only team that I see that has three in the scoring leaders. Uh, Noel Aponte has scored 90 points, uh, Willman 66, and Ja'Shawn Howard 72. And just think if Tasman didn't have them all this week, where those guys would be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and you just throw him in the mix. Yeah, no, it's, it's an impressive thing. Um, and maybe the best game, maybe of the week, is going to be at Augustana because Solomon's won five straight Battle games. Battle of Rocky. Yeah, and, it's, yep. it, it, and, and being, being growing up with that rivalry and knowing what that's about, you don't need to have two good football teams for that to be a good rivalry. You have two good football teams for that to be a rivalry right now. Allman's won five straight. I don't want to say they, 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 they seem to sleepwalk through the first half against Galesburg. Got things going in the second half. You mentioned 13-7 at one point, 27-7 at one point, too, as well. Galesburg scored late. They got the job done. They've won five straight games. You had the numbers on the Instant Reacts podcast about um, first time they've had five straight victories since the 2014, 2012 season. Yeah. So, um, and we know all about that. And then Rock Island, here's the thing about Rock Island is you've always wanted, they may have played the, the most complete game this past week because the, the, the special teams was fantastic, two kickoff returns for touchdowns. We saw their defense getting turnovers, and that's huge. And then their offense, they, they threw it well. Devin Swift played well. Um, you know what they have in the running game, and you know they have athletes everywhere. It, it, they're playing and rounding into form, and we joked they got two victories in 72 hours. Um, <laughs> right, with the Moines situation. went up on, on yeah. Wednesday, but uh, it's a fun game. Now, uh, both teams, I think, are in. Rockies at six victories, they're definitely in. They're in, yeah. Allman's at five wins, and they're, they're they they have like forty playoff points. Forty, I think. Exactly. yeah. So yeah. I think they're five they're, and three. They they're going to be, okay. be okay too, either way. But I mean, you're looking at seven and two for Rock Island. Maybe get some a home game. I don't think Allman gets the home game with six and three by any chance. But to make sure you're in and not worrying, and it's Rocky versus Allman. I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw this out there. If they go to six and three, their playoff points are probably going to be middle forties, if not upper forties. That's going to put them at the upper end of those six and three teams, which would put them. I'm just going to say right now, six and six and two teams are fifteenth. Okay, it, it's a possibility. Yeah, I'm if, talking all of it. I'm talking all okay. If well, they were to win, there's a, it's and, a possibility, but they have to win. And and remember, and Allman's been in four A, um, football wise, right. But forever, they're three. They're three A. I mean, last year they got in at five and four, and they had to play Byron, and it was it was was it Katie barred the it door? Katie barred the door quickly. So I mean, for them to get to to avoid that five and four and and having to be in one of those games and to get to six and three, even if they don't get a home game, if you do, you want to be a, a seven and two school in um in class three A and have Halloween coming to town. When you look at their schedule and who they play, the way they've been playing, they're playing recently. And, and they're not a, they're not your normal three A school with no. the, the teams that they played. So an opportunity for Alamin to go on the road, even if they have to, at six and three and beat a team, and then come home for a round two game. I mean, so a lot going on at Rocky, and it's going to be a fun environment. It should be a fun night of football at, at Rock Island, according to or at Augustine, I should say. According to Steve Susi, the IHSA bracketologist, you love him, don't you? No, I by follow of what he says. I know, I got you. He has uh, Allman being the 10 seed, playing Harlan. 
He's got Rocky, though, as a 12 seed playing Normal West. At home. At, no, at Normal West. No. The- so even at 7-2, and two, Rocky wouldn't get it? Uh, I don't think Rocky he has, would be. Does he have Raul Or just as of right now. As of right now. As of right now. I got gotcha. you. If, if, but if Rocky wins, I think they get a home game. At 7-2, and two, I think Har- they get a home where's game. Where's Harlan Park? No, it's, it's not Highland Park. It's well, Harlan. Harlan, that's what I said. Chicago I mean, Harlan. Chicago. So Harlan. would they even be playing? Well, well, we could get to that maybe. A little I don't bit know later. if they're part of the. Well, here's the thing: yeah, so people probably. know what we're talking about. Is the uh, there's a school strike? Teacher strike. Teacher strike. Chicago, strike. Chicago public Chicago. schools are on strike and, and, right now. And the information that we just read, Cuff, you can kind of give people. All right. So as as far as the IHSA is concerned, uh, the Chicago schools that have qualified for the playoffs will be in the playoffs. Regardless, if they are still on strike or not, and this week, and they forfeit, as long as they've got the points, as long as they've got five wins, six wins, whatever, they're in the playoffs. Here's the problem. The strike has to end before October 30th, and here's why. Which is next Wednesday? Which is next Tuesday. Next, next Wednesday. Next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, okay, yeah, next Wednesday. So they have to, it has to end by then because you need three practices yeah. in order to play. Because they've been idle. Is, is, I, I'm going to claim ignorance. The strike is going on as we speak. Yes. Currently, yes. It's, it's, it's been going on for the past so couple weeks. So they're not practicing right now. They're, no, not, they're, they're not practicing. They're not playing. It so started Thursday. So they're not playing. So if, if they don't go back to practice on Wednesday, those teams that made the playoffs will have to forfeit their first-round game. Regardless if the strike ends on Friday. Wow. They have to forfeit because they will not have practiced and got three practices in according to IHSA rules. And, and for people wondering, Sterling people listening, the number one team in Class 5A or one of the best teams one in of Class the, 5A? It's Chicago Payton. Yeah. It's Chicago Payton. They've scored a million points this year. And didn't I think Sterling played them last year. I think so, and yeah. It was one of those uh, run up and down the field type of games, and, and Sterling won that game. Yeah. But it was still, it was a uh, very, it was like a track meet, basically. Sure, sure. So, yeah, so it, and what, what it's going to come down to then is if you play a first-round game against a Chicago school and they're not eligible to play, you win by forfeit. But then here's what happens. The IHSA always says, okay, so you hosted a home game in, in week one. You, you have to go on the road. You have to go on the road. But if you didn't play, did you technically host? And that's what they're going to yeah, have. But and I that's bet you they do. Say and I bet they say the, the higher seed would be would well, have been the host. Say, and I bet you they say if if let's just say a Chicago school was coming to Moline, it's not. But let's say they were. Moline was the home team. So yeah, gosh, I don't know. They, and, we'll, well, we'll have a lot and, to talk and, about the so, playoff. But but then the other the other thing with this is if two Chicago schools meet up in the first round, they both forfeit. It's a so, the bye so then, whoever wins their first round game would feed into week. them. They would have they would have a bye into in the, the quarterfinals. Into the quarterfinals. Wow, kind of crazy. Get it done. And Let's not I know. Just get the strike done. done. Here's the done. other thing, because the you know the IHSA makes a lot a ton of money off of football. I mean, the football pays for like the Batman championships, the water polo, the chess, all that. The state's going to be taking a hit financially because you know if like Sterling, if they lose a home game, you know Sterling's going to sell. A couple thousand tickets, and that money's going. So it goes to the IHSA, obviously. Right. Yeah, a lot of it would go to the IHSA, and now it won't. So, so yeah, just let's just hope the strike gets. Yeah, gets we'll, we'll tackle that when we get to it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Alleman and Rock Island coming up on Friday night. Big implications for both schools. Um, there's 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 a rivalry there. There's no love loss there. So should be a lot Whoever of fun. Ever stops the other team's running game has the best See, chance of winning. Good talking? luck with that. I, well, here's <laughs> that. I mean, who are they No, no, no. It's here's controlling them this more. Sound, you can say this about every game. I get that, but whoever doesn't make mistakes and turn the ball over wins the game. Yeah. And then Rock Island, the, the games they've lost that they should have maybe won, that there were only two of them, they've turned the ball over. 
or it, penalties. Yeah, or penalties. Exactly, penalties. Like I remember watching them against Galesburg, and they're a good football team, and Galesburg's a good football team, but. Rock Island kept on hurting themselves with turnovers and penalties and, and Mo- silly ones, too. Moline game, same thing. Now, they, obviously, they got the win from that yeah, game yeah. now, but uh, same thing. So We're, I think, I mean, and every coach can say this. We don't turn the ball over. We don't make penalties. We're going to win the game. I think it comes down to which team plays the cleaner game and doesn't right. hurt themselves well, the absolutely. most. Absolutely. Also, the bane, of Rocky this year, the bane of Rocky this year has been... Who's, huh? The bane of Rocky this year has been their uh, lack of run defense. But against Quincy, their run defense really stood up they held Kreider to under 100 yards. They did not allow Quincy to gash them like they had been gashed by Moline, UT, and Sterling. Maybe the Rocky defense—they took, took the ball away. Yeah, like, maybe the Rock, maybe the Rocky defense is now healing and maybe coming together. Were they hurt? Well, they got gashed a lot early on. Oh, okay. So maybe they're coming together. Maybe they're getting better and. Uh, Maybe that run defense could be a uh, strength instead of a weakness. Rocky and Allen, when we talked to both head coaches live on the score, so maybe we'll talk to the winning one this week uh, once again. So, um, Did you guys get Olive Garden cuff from the Hammer? No. He I got to go, he collect. Said I gotta go but, collect on he that. He said everybody but me was welcome. Man. I didn't get called either. Man, well, I, I know he doesn't like you. <laughs> I think he, no, I'm just kidding. So um, he'll probably text me and I'm like, no, I don't. I'm just kidding. Um, the other games, the Western Big Six, a uh, big game for Moline going on the road. And we talked about it on the React, so we won't get a ton into that. But that was about as impressive a showing as I've seen from a, from a football team that's had a, the week that they had to get healthy and to get back at it. Now they get dry first back. I think they go down to Quincy. Quincy needs this game too. This is a playoff game. Yeah, this is a huge game for both teams. I can't see, I mean, I think Moline, the way they're playing, I think they get the job done. They get into the playoffs at 5-4. and four. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 it, the winner's in, in but... Uh, you don't think Moline's going to go down there and beat Quincy? It depends on... Quincy's it, lost two straight. It they're depend, reeling. It depends on... If the, they score more points than... If Quincy's <laughs> Lucas Reese is playing the whole game. He did not play the whole Rocky game. He was held out in the first half coach's decision. I don't know why, but, I mean, he's a very good uh, quarterback. He's got two very big receivers... Drake Trenier, who's the, his wideout, had over 100 yards against Rocky. Uh, Scott Sprick is the tight end, and he's Reese's uh, go-to guy in the clutch. I think I think Moline. I don't care if he plays or doesn't play, plays or not. I think Moline wins this football game. Cuff. They're they're, they're playing. You saw them in, uh, up close last week. If they can put things together, Abubakar Berry has been hurt. Uh, Dreyfus has been on and off the field because of the the transfer, non-transfer, all that kind of stuff. Right. You put everything together for one game to go into the playoffs, which is a team that expected to be in the playoffs no matter what, and maybe hosting a first-round playoff game. Mike Morrissey's about as energetic as a coach as you're going to oh, get. Absolutely. We should just mic him up live. And just, <laughs> I mean, we'd be ready to run through a brick wall. I can't see Moline going down there. No disrespect to Quincy at all. No. It's a good These, football team. This, so, this is Quincy's becoming a rivalry. Quincy's reeling right now. They've lost to Alleman. They lost to Rocky back-to-back weeks. Right. They lost at home to Alleman. I mean, Moline's the better football team, and maybe – Maybe more motivated going into the game. Oh, absolutely! I completely agree with that. And and when you get Caden Dreifers back, he's he is a difference maker. I mean, he when's the last time they had both of them on the field at the same time? Oh, Rocky. Yeah. And maybe the first series. No, Allman Dreifers didn't play. Yeah. So it had to be the Rocky game. Yeah. So week three would have been the last time they both would have been on the I field. Mean, you're expecting to have those two dudes in your backfield and 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 all season long, and you finally get them week nine when you need them the most. Gosh, I. If I was a betting man, and I'm not, <laughs> and you can't, I like Moline a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you. They, they've got a lot a of weapons. a long trip, though, down to Quincy. Ah, ah, it doesn't matter. It was for Alleman, too, and Alleman got the job done. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Moline goes down there, gets the job done. The hard part is now you're 5-4, and four, and 
just got to see which eight and one or nine and zero team you match up Stockpile, against. Stockpile, are you pre- are you predicting Quincy wins this football game? Well, first let I'm me gonna say, put your feet to the fire here. Let, first, let me say that Steve Susi has Moline in the field at this moment. They would be the 28th seed, and they would play Normal Community in the first round. I don't think Normal. I mean, Normal Community is a good football team. They're the, they would They're, be the five seed. Yeah, but I don't. I, I'm just saying that's what he's I'll got as what, of right here's now. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: No big seed is going to want to see them matched up against Moline in the first Not round. Not in the first round. If no. they do their math and they do their history and they research what's gone on with them this year and they realize that they're getting a team that was probably, I mean, a 7-2, 8-1 football six and game. 6-3, 7-2, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just saying what, what he's saying. I'm not, I'm, no, it's I, not my prediction. No, my I'm not, and I, he's probably right. I'm, I'm not doubting him. I'm just saying these schools it, aren't going to want to see a Moline no. team because, <laughs> I mean, if they win in their 5-4, they're better they're better. It than reminds five, four, me of when Moline a couple years ago made the playoffs at 8-1 and one, and they knew that they were going to get a 5-4 and four Chicago Mount Carmel team. Yeah. Now, now, are they that caliber? No. Nah. Probably not. Yeah, but but it's, it's that kind of similarity where a team's like, oh, man. Was that a first-round game? It was a first-round game. And I remember yeah. they had a long touchdown they pass. They scored early, start, and then that was then, the only time they scored. And then it was, as you would say, Katie, Katie Barr the, bar the door. But you're right. Some of those, some of those teams are thinking, all right, we're going to get a really good football team here. We can't take for granted that they're only 5-4. and four. Um, let's move on elsewhere in the Western Big Six. Two teams finishing out the season. We talked a little bit about UT. Um, the, the victories aren't going to be there. They won the one, maybe two games, depending on what happens on Friday night. But uh, I think they've taken steps forward and they're they're moving in the right direction. And then Geneseo, it's just been they start the season off three and zero. They've got, lost five straight games now. Um, if anything, you'd love to see those seniors go out on a high note with a home game and get a victory and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's weird to go into a last week of the year and not have Geneseo even either lurking. playing for something or... Even lurking yeah, in or, the playoffs. Or, or not in, or it's it's, it's year, weird. It's two years in a row that Geneseo could potentially finish 5-4, and four, which is extremely Ooh. odd knowing, knowing five the history. 5-4. Or 4-5, no, I'm sorry. 4-5. Yeah, 4-5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is extremely odd knowing the history that they've had when it was, what, 55 or 56 straight years of at least yeah. five and with wins. Them, it's, it's, just, it's just tough. So, they've been so close oh, all so year. Close. You look at the victory or the, the losses they've well, two kicks yeah. in which they were blocked, two blocked kicks at the end of the game to to lose two games. You take those, you flip those around right now, and instead of being three and five in the season, they're you're five, five and three. three. And, yeah. and they're looking at maybe going six and three and into the playoffs. I mean, that's how close. So they're not going to make the playoffs. They were a good football team last year. They're a good football team this year. The breaks haven't gone their way. You were talking about the, the seniors going on a high note. Also, the seniors want to end a streak that is uh, growing, the, the five-game losing streak is the longest for Geneseo since 1961-62. Wow, that's wow. When they lost 10 in a row. You've they been lost, waiting for that. They puppy. lost 9 in a row in 61, and then they lost, they lost the opener in 62. Wow. And you were and then they started the run uh, of at least five wins yeah. every year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of, winning, of a winning season. That's crazy. That's why we pay him the big bucks. Yeah. Right. No, those are stats that the Geneseo people don't want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but, that's uh, still but we, you know, it would be nice to see those seniors go out on a high note. Yeah, and, 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 and here's the thing. UT is not a, not a pushover anymore. No, they've been playing good football. They almost beat Galesburg two weeks ago. Um, and as you mentioned, now, Sterling's one of the best teams in the entire state in 5A, but early on they moved the football against that, that, that program. They, or they did. That team. fumbled twice in Sterling territory. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't think they were going to beat Sterling many stretch of the no, imagination, no, but, but they're, 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 doing, they're doing good things. Uh, Coach is doing a fantastic job there, I think. I'm excited to see how that program goes over the next couple of years. Um, let's move on to the... Three Rivers, and we'll start with Perfection because uh, this is going to be a really good game. Morrison's at 8-0. Uh, 
um, looking to go nine and zero in the season and 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 cap off a, a conference championship and a perfect season, all that good stuff. Morrison was on the score this week with Corey uh, on Score Sunday, so we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. They host Orion, who's five and three. Their playoff points has them in. I mean, they're going to make it. Talk about Orion, yeah, Orion. They're five and yeah. three, but they'd love to get to six and three. By the way, I know Chip Filler is listening to this. The the p- Facebook video. Of we ain't going nowhere was the best thing I've seen all week. I mean, it was just, it was, I meant to text him and tell him, absolutely fantastic. That's my type of, that's old school. I felt like I was in college listening to it. I mean, that's my type of, type of stuff. That's your jam, right? Great choice of song. um, Great stuff by those players. And that's why those kids love to play for that dude is because he's always having fun and doing that kind of stuff. So um, big game in Morrison, five or eight and oh versus five and three. And remember that back in the day when, and I don't want to say back in the day like it's been forever, but those years that Morian's been really good, Morrison has given them fits. Yeah, three years in a row they went so to can, overtime. Can they flip the script and when they're a good football team but not going for perfection or anything like that, give the eight no team the trouble and, and, and maybe pull an upset on, when on, I, on Friday night? When I talked to the or, the Morrison kids on Sunday on the Score Sunday, they remembered that. They knew yeah. that those years that Orion had come in were a good team, and they kind of got one on them. Yeah. They understand that, and they don't want that to happen this year is what they said. They said they're really focused on this game, knowing that they want to finish it out. Uh, the last time I believe they went 9-0 and would have been the 20, Two, 2011 season. No, 2009. Was it 9? Yeah, because okay. in 11 they lost to Newman like 27 nothing. That's right, but, but then went on to win the uh, state title yeah. that year. Um, but, but they remember... That and they haven't tasted success like this at all. Yeah. These seniors in, in four years. I mean, two wins was what they were getting. So they're excited about this year. They're happy about this. Year. They're not taking it for granted. Here's though. the funny part. I remember when you went out there. You came for the previews. You came back and like that's going to be a good football team. And I think we all kind of knew that. But I don't think we. If you would have told me they'd be eight zero right now, I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good football team, and they're just—they've gotten better and better and, each and every week. And, and the de- cr- what happened to the defense? Though they gave up thirteen cr- points. Yeah, credit, the coach, <laughs> credit to Coach Odding. He's—he said to me, he said that his first year, which was last year, it was a tough year because he didn't start till July, so he couldn't implement everything. He yeah. couldn't get everything going. But he played a lot of juniors last year, which are now the seniors this year. Sometimes they you got to go speed. through that. Yeah. I mean, it was just a growing pain, and all those kids understood that. But yeah, the defense. They don't get the recognition that they deserve. Only 22 points in Patil last week. So, again, eight weeks, 35 points. That's, That's four points per game, essentially. I mean, you're yeah. giving up less than a touchdown a game. You're going to win every game if you do that. <laughs> and Morrison is a community that loves its football. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, went, Can, I grew up in the Three Rivers. Compared to those communities no, around but, here that I mean, hate they, their football. No, but they really, <laughs> they really embrace their football program. I grew up in the Three Rivers, and Morrison was always the program you wanted. You know, you, your season was made if you beat Morrison. And when I was at Riverdale, we never did. But um, <laughs> the point, though, was was Morrison was always the team you wanted to beat. Yeah. And they loved their football out there. And I remember it was not it was maybe five, six years ago, they almost lost that program because they were down to like 16, Num- 17 numbers. Numbers went downhill. Numbers, yeah. And the yeah. numbers and it wasn't looking like it rebounding. Now it's rebounding. New new crew, group of Morrison kids are growing up, and they, those their heroes or play Friday night, and that's going to be a fun game, Orion Morrison. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, elsewhere in the conference, and c- explain the the Mississippi side to me. Did Princeton win it? Yeah, Princeton uh, has a share. share. They have a share, yeah. Like okay. Morrison has a share in the Rock. Okay, so they can win it outright with a victory. How does... I'm, I'm Okay, because Morrison has the share, but Newman could still get there with only one loss. Right. Okay, we'll get to Newman in a second. They play on Saturday. Princeton on the road at um, Erie Prophetstown. Princeton, my goodness, they've scored over. They scored forty some last week too, right? Forty-two, thirteen they've on Monroe. Forty plus points, 
in every game since the week two loss Lost to Newman. To Newman. Yes. And yeah. the Newman game, as we've always we talked about a lot here, they were in control of that game in the third quarter and then lost it late with two touchdowns. So um, they're really, really good. Yeah, and they you can't there's they they're on off on an offense passing and defense are outstanding. Offense you cannot you can't control Rondé Worrells. Yeah. Another four touchdown all in the first half. He had a, almost 200 yards. Then okay, we're going Monroe sells out to stop R- Rondé Worrells. Well, that's all right. Tyler Gibson's the quarterback and he'll throw the ball to Wyatt Davis sure. and they had two touchdowns from the from that combination which uh, salted it away in the second half. I mean, with Princeton, who do you stop? And then you look at their defense, and their defense is outstanding. They played Hall and held them to, like, three yards yeah. of offense. And Hall's, like, six and, is 6-2. and two. So, so help me in that, in that Mississippi. Who can catch them? I Hall think and Kiwani are both a game behind. Okay, okay. And they play Saturday. So that's a big game other, in so yeah. Kiwani. I saw Kiwani for the first time last week, and they're kind of a slow start at Sherrard, but they got things rolling, and they're extremely fast and athletic. I mean, they got – Kevon I mean, Russell. Kevon Russell is, is very good, and um, I was really impressed with what I saw from them. I was impressed with what I saw from Sherrard, though, too, early on. Will Bruno is the quarterback for Kiwani, sure. and he has been a revelation this year throwing the ball and running that offense. Kiwani's got a first-year coach. I think his name's Brad Swanson. Yes, he came to And they are a very fine football team. They, they'll they be a handful in the playoffs. What and class will they be in? They're 4A. They're, they've, Kiwani's I've 4A. seen anywhere from 3 to 5 because of the... Because like a well, couple as of, weeks as of right now, they're, they're, <laughs> they're in. They're like a very first versatile football well, player, well, basketball player. It's just player. because of enrollment. Yeah, they can play enrollment anywhere from the three to the five. But <laughs> enrollment because uh, you have some teams that have gotten in gotcha. at Class One A, so, like Orangeville. So, so here that's you go. bumped everyone up. You, I got you. You ready for this? Right now, Class Four A enrollment for playoffs. Your teams that would get in: five hundred fifty-seven and a half students to 779. Don't be that half that t- tips it. <laughs> Here's the team that has 557 and a half, Kiwani. They're <laughs> the smallest school right now in 5A, which really? is why they could bump to three. So it all depends on how everything They could filters. bump to four. No, they would bump down. They could, it, so they're the smallest school in 4A. They're the smallest school in 4A. They how would, could they get to five then? Because they can't get to five. Last, I think it last, I think no, two weeks ago they there, were up to... There's no way because of the way the rank, the enrollment fight, is. There's, fight, there's no way. Fight, fight, no, there's no, no way. Fight. Fight. There's no way. I'm telling you, okay, there's no but way. I'm just but they could bounce to they could bounce to three. Okay, which would then I make want, them I the want, biggest. I want three you to school. fight more with them. No, <laughs> come on. All right, he, um, can't, he can't fight facts. So yeah, so Kiwani and so Kiwani <laughs> no, and Hall on Saturday will be a very very good football. And that's game. at Kiwani. Yeah, so that'll and be a good one. Go to Kiwani, get yourself a big fat pork chop sandwich. Oh, they're good. And just enjoy the enjoy the day. And it was uh, the reason is because the official shortage. That's why Riverdale and Newman played, and I think Hall and Kiwani played. Are playing this gotcha, Saturday. Gotcha, gotcha. Also this Saturday, another good game. Fulton just lost a tough one last week to Hall. Really good football game. That's a good football team. Where they're at five and three. Fulton's five and three. That five game, five three. And that and game was a back playoff, and forth. They're, they're okay. They're in. I, I, let me let me check one A real quick. But yeah, they're sitting at number twenty one right now with forty playoff points at yeah, five three. They're, they're, yeah, they're as long in. as regardless what happens, they're in this week. And, and Newman sitting there obviously in. They have seven wins. They can get a share of the conference if Orion can help them out on Friday night. But they they kind of slept walk through a game on 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 Saturday that you were at. Yeah, Sackbot. I was at Riverdale visiting the alma mater to see uh, the old alma mater, and they 
Do they and roll out the red carpet when you come back? They uh, should. No, they didn't. But, were but you, I were you, weren't you a homecoming king? No. Oh, he should have been. Uh, cool. Never mind. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say a word. Uh, it's an half word. <laughs> yeah. But um, I saw that game, and Riverdale outplayed them. And I'm not saying that as an alum. They really outplayed them. That first drive, Riverdale got the ball. They had a 19-play, 73-yard drive, nine and a half minutes, ended with a blocked field goal. Riverdale's third possession of the game. They drove down into Newman territory. They were intercepted by a guy named Brett Newman. <laughs> Go he, figure. He, he returned for a touchdown, didn't he? Uh, no, he got tackled like oh, at the just 20, right. and then that's they right. turned it over, and then that's how Riverdale got their touchdown. And then Newman. at the end of the game, Riverdale had the ball again deep in uh, Newman territory. They got pushed back on a holding call, and then they on fourth down, they overthrew the receiver. David Arney had a big game for Riverdale, as did Bryce Ditto. Well, if you look and at they're, and they're both juniors. If you look at Riverdale, they've made huge strides this year. They will end the season this week at Bureau Valley. They could get to four and five. Don't think they can get in at four and five. I know there's a few people out there, and there's some possibilities of, of some four and five teams getting in. But regardless, if they four and five with a young team that's going to, only going to get better. Guy Derricks has done, as we always say, besides shaving his head this year for us, has done a fantastic job, and the future is very bright for the Rams. Yeah, very bright, and you look at a couple of their uh, key returners coming back next year. David Arney is, had almost 300 all-purpose shards in that game on Saturday. I was very impressed with him. Bryce Ditto, also very impressive. He's a junior. They'll both be back next year. Stockpile just hijacked the uh, Newman conversation with Riverdale. I like how you did that. But <laughs> as for Newman, they and they didn't play very. I no, mean, they, they struggled they, offensively. And so we'll see if they can get back on track. They uh, where are they at this week? They're, they're home they're, to Fulton. Fulton. That's where we're at. So obviously a big game for for Newman. Chance at a conference championship if if uh, if Morrison happens to fall. But I mean the difference between eight and one and seven and two comes into seeding and all that kind of stuff. Here, see if they get a victory of senior the thing night with Newman. They're in, regardless. They're going to have a first-round home game, regardless. They could, if Knoxville, Fieldcrest, and Clifton Central were to happen to lose this week, they could be the top seed in Class 2A with a really? win. Really? Really? Right, right now, they have 42 playoff points, which wow. is higher than the three teams ahead of them by seven. So there's, no, there's three undefeated teams in there's 2A. There's three undefeated teams. It's Knoxville is, is right now the top team. They play, we're going to talk about that in a second. They play Farmington. Fieldcrest is 8-0. They play El Paso Gridley, who's two and six, Bad. and then Clifton Central is eight and zero, and they play a one and seven moment. So it's probably not going to happen. happen I'm just but saying. still, that's how high, how close they are to be in the top ranked team. And, right. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And here's how close Fulton came from being a six and two team. Last week they were down uh, to Hall, thirty three twenty four. They scored a touchdown, got the two point conversion, made it thirty three thirty two. They got the ball back and were in Hall territory. They had no timeouts. They took a sack and a fumble, and in the... Uh, well, and they the, didn't take a fumble. Well, <laughs> they fumbled. <laughs> yeah. They good, recovered good, it. Play, play calling by Patrick Lowe. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a fumble, guys. But no, they, they, <laughs> they, had, they got sacked, fumbled. After they unpiled the bodies, they got the ball back. Clock was running. They had no timeouts. And they last pass, I think, either got okay. intercepted or incomplete. So they had a chance. So they had a very good chance of oh, upsetting Hall. Yeah, so um, well, it'll be an interesting week. I'm trying to think of what else we're missing in the Three Rivers. Um, Sherrard and Monmouth Roseville is playing. Neither one of those teams will make the postseason. Um, Monmouth Roseville will be nice to see if they can go out on a, on a high note for those seniors. Sherrard looked much better last week. I got to see them this uh, last week, and, and um, they got a – gosh, I'm going to mess up. I don't, can't remember his first name, but they got a Crippen. I can't remember his uh, first name. 
but I think he's only a junior. But uh, obviously his sister's really yeah, I don't good remember for, either. I'm yeah. trying to rack my brain. I, I can't think C. of it. Connor? No. I'm th- sorry. I was thinking Chad, but I don't think no, that's it. No, it's not that, but it's Oh well. Anyways, he knows his last name, so if he's listening, he knows. He, he was a very impressive had a touchdown reception and an interception while I was there as well. So um also Rock Ridge will go to Peru St. Bede on uh, on Friday night, Friday. Rock yeah, Ridge, yeah. Uh, in the midst of a, of a, I think they lost five or six, probably something like that. Yeah, they, they, so we'll see if they can end the season on a winning note as well. Let's get to the Lincoln Trail and uh, a big week in the Lincoln Trail. As if you look at things right now, Anwan Weathersfield, your your conference champions already eight zero in the season. They can wrap up perfection against Stark County. And and back in the day, like Stark County coming to town against Anwan Weathersfield. This was going to be a big game. Huge game, yeah. yeah. Stark County struggled this year. I can't see anyone in Weathersfield not ending the season 8-0. And they're close to being the number one ranked team in, in 1A, aren't they, Cuff? They are actually tied with eight with uh, Moequa Central and m They both are 8-0, both have 37 playoff points. Um, so as long as they both win, I can see... Want to come down to whoever else won on your schedule? Yeah, yeah well, be, and it would be hard would, to figure. I, I, I'm guessing that I'd have to look at schedules to see how that how yeah. to look at points and that. But yeah, so but, but so Moequa Valley or Central plays uh, 0 8 Sullivan, and as you said, NW has two on Stark County. Here's the thing with NW's last game against West Central. This is how close it was. It was I think 14 12. West Central turned the ball over on downs with 0.9 seconds left. In the in the first half, to end the with nine point nine nine tenths of a second left, that that play. So Anwan Weathersfield got one snap. Colton Quagliano, long touchdown pass. His third of the half, twenty two twelve. And after that was Katie Barr the door. Katie Barr, that's 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 the word today. So yeah, hats off to um, Coach Willits and what he's done his first season at Anwan Weathersfield. Obviously, really good program. He was taking over as well, but they're going to make some noise. Nw's never been nine and zero. This would be their first perfect season. Wow. wow. So we'll see if they get that done. Elsewhere in the Lincoln Trail, you also have a very, an, an intriguing game between two six and two teams. Ridgewood goes down to Princeville. Uh, Princeville losing last week, a heartbreaker to Mercer County, 8-7. to seven, And Ridgewood got that victory. First time they've been in the postseason as Ridgewood as a co-op. So they're flying high, see if they can finish the season. I mean, the big difference between 7-2 and two and 6-3. and three. I mean, when it comes down to playoffs and home games and all that kind of stuff, big game in Princeville. And Ridgewood, Ridgewood really sleptwalked through that first half against United. United gave a maximum effort, led the game 7-6 at halftime. And They've been Ridge- playing better football. And Ridgewood then turned to Logan Nodine, who had two touchdown rushes in the third quarter, four total in the game, and that uh, was the uh, that turned the tide. This would be a good win for Ridgewood if they could get it. It's a tough game. I mean, yeah. I, I saw Princeville when they played Anwan Weathersfield on a sloppy field. It was twenty-two-seven game, but Ridgewood is a is a um, is a is a tough team. But yeah. Princeville is going to come right at you and smack you in the mouth. Not that Ridgewood can't handle that. Yeah. But man, what a good win for them, especially moving into the playoffs. Uh, equaling Chip Fillers' um, video was the fact that I don't know if it was on video, but yes, Bruce uh, Redding got a, a little shower. Yeah, all the players grabbed some Gatorade bottles. They didn't have a big Gatorade bottles so, or jugs, so they just threw water That's on awesome. it. It was pretty cool for him. A, a good moment, a, a cool moment for that school, for that community. Arguably the biggest victory of Week 8 was Mercer County at home getting that 8-7 oh, victory. huge. Gets them to 5-3, and three, and they have pretty good playoff points, I think, as well. And now they go on the road to Mid-County, another winnable game for them. And as we mentioned in the score reacts, Mercer County is very good at home. They haven't won a game on the road. Right. So they got to figure out how to win a game on the road, guarantee themselves a trip to the playoffs. Um, they go on the road to Mid-County. And for Mercer County, that, that game could not have started out worse against Princeville. 
Second play of the game, Carter Johnson, 42-yard touchdown run. Princeville's up 7-0, and it looks like it's going to be a long day for Mercer County. They don't open at the point. It was a long day, but it was for Princeville's offense right. because Mercer County didn't allow another point the rest of the day. Yeah, they're in. They're sitting at number 18 right now, have 40 playoff points going in. So regardless what happens, they are in the playoffs yeah. this week. So we'll see if they can get to 6-3. To and three. And then <clears throat> one other game, West Central is at Monmouth United. United, as we mentioned, is playing better football. West Central hung with Anawan Weathersfield for an entire half before they end up losing to them. West Central at 4-4. Four and four. They need to get this victory at United to see if they can get to five victories on the season and get into the conversation for the postseason. It's going to be, even with a win, it might be tough for them to get in. Okay. There's, there's a lot of five and three teams right now. Um, there's only like seven, four and four. Where are they playoff point-wise? They are at 31. Right now, of, of the 37 teams listed, they're 36th. Yeah. So they need some help if, if they're going to be at the top 32. But, sure. like, but a win will help, obviously. Yeah. Go, out, go out and win and see what but happens. The thing last year was last year, coming into this week, there were 309 teams eligible for the playoffs. This week, this year, there's only like 290, and there's four, there's six teams that are four and four that will, that are playing other six and six teams. So there's only going to be like 30 spots if that West Central may get in one, maybe one of those teams with a very low number that in most years would not even see, would not even have a chance, could be could in. Could get in, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Win the game. And Jason Kirby's a good coach. Um, Prairie Land, Knoxville is an eight no. They welcome Farmington. I think Farmington's seven and one. Their only loss was to Animal Weathersfield earlier in the year. Really good football game. Knoxville, the number one ranked team in two A. Yes, number one seeded team number right one, now. Number one seeded team. They're the number two team in the rankings. Number one seed. Okay. In the playoffs. Who's ahead of them? Rankings wise, uh, I believe it is Fieldcrest. Uh, Field okay. Yeah. And Fieldcrest is the same school that almost beat Orion last year. They were good. Yes. The first round of the playoffs, they came to Orion and and. Boy, it took a, it took, a, it took yeah. a, well, one, a really great comeback to, to win that game for them, or for uh, Orion. So big game down in Knoxville. See if they can go perfect. See if they can win a conference championship and all Won't that kind of stuff. Won't be easy, though. They're playing Farmington. Yeah, Farmington's, Farmington's seven, a good, seven one. They're a good team. Farmington's good school. been really good this year. They've put up a lot of points. And that Anawan Weathersfield game, they were down like 32-6, I want to say, and lost 32-25. Yeah. So they are a very good team. It's going to be interesting. Farmington likes to run the ball a lot. So does Knoxville. Knoxville almost exclusively travels by the ground. If the Farmers can slow down the Blue Bullets' uh, rush attack, that could be the key to victory. We had a touchdown pass from Knoxville this week. The Farmington. I said almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah, no. the, the Farmington yeah. defense is they do really out, outside of the game where they gave up 32 to Anawan Weathersfield. They have not given up anything more than seven points. Woo. So they're they're pretty good. Not that Knoxville is strength versus strength. Yeah, Knoxville is obviously really, really good, too. They outscored their opponents like, what, 360 to 30? Yeah, 14 is the most they've given up this year to El Paso Gridley. But what? they've been scoring over 40 points every game but one game this year. I want to talk about a few other schools around the area that we want to keep an eye on. West Carroll is at five victories, so they're playoff eligible. They'd love to get to six. Standing in their way is Freeport Akron, who's in number who's 8-0 on the season. Really good football team. So we'll see where West Carroll kind of finishes out. If they end up at five and four, I don't know if they're... Yeah, if they're, they're, they'd be on the bubble. Um, Derek Tracy had a good game, but Duran Pecatonica, who got in, who got their playoff uh, bid, uh, slowed him down and got in. The Rivermen are in the playoffs. Yeah, they're sitting at number 23 right now in the playoffs in Class 2A. That should be good enough, right? You would think... Uh, but they're, play, they're, they're but they're playing a Freeport Aquin team who's eight and zero. So they're going to get whether they win or lose, they're going to get those playoff points. They're going to get the playoff points. 
five and four, get the eight, gets them to 39. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Plus would, other you ones you'd think, get from other teams. So, you would yeah. think they're going to be okay. But, yeah, I still sure. want to get a win just to secure it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, East Dubuque and Galena um, do battle this week. Stockton is at Dakota. Um, I'm trying to think of some other games. Ridge, uh, River Ridge is at Milford. Rock Falls ends their season. They have a home game senior night against Rockford Lutheran. Stockpile is giving me that look. Um, for Amboy, they're at Amboy is at AFC. Gary Jones, it's his final game. He's been there about 26 years. Fantastic. Um, so we have one more week of the regular season, and these weeks. Where did these time go? Yeah. I mean, I feel like an old man. I was talking. To, I was on uh, QC Hassle for a little bit, the radio show this afternoon, and I say it every time, and I feel old when I say it, but they get quicker and quicker. And it seems like yesterday we were going around getting getting playoff previews and stuff, and the season zipped right by. It's been a fun year on the score. We've had a ton of time, a ton of bla- uh, a, a blast, a ton of fun. There was what I was trying <laughs> there to say. It is. So um, we'll see what happens uh, this week. Another half-hour edition of the score is coming your way at 1030, the only half-hour show in the Quad Cities. The cool part is we have week 9 of the score. We also have week 10 of the score as well. A lot of the, the other stations don't do that. We still do an entire show uh, for two more weeks. So we at least have two more weeks of fun, and then the Saturdays get really busy Oh yeah, as yeah. well. So we have a, a lot to get to this week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at the score, WQAD is our Twitter handle. Um, make sure you're voting for the score standouts right now at WQAD.com. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you know when we get them up. Uh, we apologize once again for not having one of the midweek ones um, throughout. So we got it done on Monday. Rocking and rolling. Make sure you guys listen to it. Enjoy it. And we'll see you guys on Friday night, 1030 for a half hour edition of The Score. And then, of course, we'll have our Instant Reacts podcast and an early podcast next week. I don't know if we'll do it Sunday or Monday, but we'll have a lot to talk about because the playoff and the pairings will be out. It'll be a lot of fun. It's, it's the best time of the year for us dorks, isn't it? Oh, absolutely it is. Stockpile, you did a good job this week, so you can tell everybody goodbye. So long, everybody.